Managing large fleet of IoT devices is necessary, but is not an easy feat. The nature of IoT devices is to be specialized, customized, different, which makes the business of managing them a tricky one. Is updating software on an industrial automation piece of hardware needed, wanted, possible? How deep do I need and want to go when it comes to software updates, just at the application level, or do I need to be able to update parts or the entirety of the OS as well? Let's ask someone who knows the business of managing fleet of IoT devices, the IoT giant, Mark. Mark has been around for some time now. He joins me on the IoT show to discuss the topic and demo Belena IO, a secure container-based technology stack that enables you to develop, deploy, manage, and scale fleets of IoT Linux devices. Hey everyone, thanks for watching the IoT Show. I'm Olivier, your host, and today we have Mark with us. Mark, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm, I'm thanks great. Thanks for inviting me, by the way. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, so I'm here in Seattle. It's morning for me. Um, where are you tuning in from? I'm based in Barcelona in Europe. Um, it's 4 p.m. here. So we changed uh, um, hour last weekend. So I think we reduced the, the time difference. Yeah, bye. Yeah, for, for one more week, because we're changing our next week. So exactly. we're going to time zone back again. Like okay, Mark. So you're here to tell us things about Balena.io. And more generally, we'll talk about updating software at the edge or managing software at the edge. Uh, before we get into what people are here for, uh, we'd like to know you a bit better. So who's Mark? Fantastic. So I'm Mark Pose. Um, I'm developer advocate at Balena at this moment. Um, I have been, I have founded uh, IoT companies in the past. I help, uh, I have been helping other IoT companies to build their products. And something else that I like a lot is to try to bring value to the communities. So I create different IoT communities from the IoT Coffee Talk, IoT Stars, which is an event during Mobile World Congress or Embedded World. Um, then IoT, I created IoT Barcelona, IoT Munich. So it's it's everything to bring value to the community, and then it, it will come back all of this value that you give to the community. It will. I'm I'm convinced of that. Uh, and you do also lots of work in the open, right? Everything is open source because it's about the community and helping Absolutely. each other, right? Yeah. And lately, I'm I'm focused on partnerships as well at Belena. So this yeah. is how I get deeper and deeper into the industrial IoT. I'm trying to work more and more with yeah, software solutions on industrial IoT that can work with Belena, but as well with solution providers. And mm -hmm. it has been fascinating to learn and, and yeah, trying to understand better how industrial IoT works and how software updates work there. Perfect segue to my first question. So you're the right person to ask this one, actually. So we're talking a lot about, you know, updating software at the edge. Over the year updates, I'm hearing that more and more as being a differentiator for um, IoT platforms or for solutions at the edge, where, hey, you'd be able to push your software updates and it's going to be over the year while you're in operations, uh, all managed from the cloud and so on. So from your perspective, is updating software on industrial automation machines and equipment, hardware? Is it needed? Is it something that you really want to do? And well, is it possible? This is a super good question. And actually on my IoT journey, I think I start yeah, in 2007, 
um, I discovered how important, or I feel this pain of software updates. I discovered, um, yeah, how companies without a strategy on software updates or over-the-air updates were struggling, not only technologically speaking, but as well financially. So let me give you an example of a customer I had on my previous startup that they didn't, they couldn't, uh, because of memory problems, they said, uh, have an OTA strategy or, or at least uh, being able to update the, the devices remotely. So they needed to go one by one. Uh, so when they had a new release, they need to go one by one to the places where they had their devices uh, deployed, just get the old device, put a new one with the latest release, go to the lab, just manually flash a new release on this device, and, and bring this device somewhere else. So you can imagine that this is not scalable. This doesn't work. And actually, yeah, it's. I have seen as well too many devices that become no bricks because the OTA didn't work properly. No, okay, from yeah. Sonos or or on, on that scenario you were describing. If if we're talking about like tens of devices, that might be the most secure way of doing it, right? And and cheapest, right? You go go there, have an operator, they change it, or you just send the box and give them instructions on how to do that. But you're right. I mean, when it comes to scaling, which is what IoT is about, you know, you know, you want to go beyond yeah. these like tens of devices. So that's that's one problem. But but you also pointed out that it's risky. Right, it's an operation that needs to be well yeah. done because you're remote, and if you bring that device that is like offshore or in a remote distance or where where there is no operator able to make changes, right? Well, not yet at the era where they can tune in with their, you know, virtual reality device, and you're going to tell them plug this, do this, control out, delete, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But, but as well, something that clicked my mind uh, thinking about software updates uh, as was listening Walker Reynolds' podcast. And, mm -hmm. and he mentioned something about um, that Tesla does a massive um, um, major release to their cars uh, recurrently. Yeah. So, for example, mm -hmm. I check and I think this year they have done 88 software updates on Tesla cars. And last year, 153 times they updated uh, not their cars. So that means that you, you don't only have like um, better functionalities or uh, safety enhancements, but as well, you get new features on your car. Mm -hmm. So probably two years after your car, it's not anymore the car that you acquired that day on the shop. It's a complete different machine because of the software. And I've been like connecting with Mark Anderson, um, not a thing that he mentioned you know, in, in 2011, I guess, that it, software is eating the wall, but I think it's, it's gonna eat the wall if we enable software updates. Yeah. And and but that's interesting. That also opens up, and that maybe is the more negative person in me, um, that opens up for new business models. Tesla is a good example where you have to pay a, a subscription to get the software updates. So your, your car is capable of doing all these fancy things because it has the hardware, but the hardware is not enabled because the software, you know, you need to pay up to get the new functionality. Yeah. So it's very interesting because that's cars are something where you were buying for the, you're paying for the hardware initially, right? So if you wanted to have, you know, this fancy electronics, uh, you know, heads up display, for example, well, you have to pay for it. If you wanted to have the functionality for, you know, um, bumper to bumper in traffic, uh, self driving, well, you, you, you had to buy the option with the sensors. Uh, and the software is coming with it. But Tesla is kind of changing that. But So that leads to a second question, actually, Tesla, which is how deep can you or must you go? I've always been skeptical, being an embedded guy, you know, about 
Tesla claiming that they're doing OD update for everything all the way down to the metal. And I'm still skeptical. I'm still, yes, you can go really down, but there's some pieces you, you cannot just break and you cannot do that remotely because it's too risky to break it uh, unless they found the ultimate yeah, solution. You know, I don't know. I mean, but at the end of the day, how how deep do you think it's necessary and possible to go in the software stack? Do you have to go all the way to the uh, real time or or OS that is on that box that you want to update and push software to? Is there a difference between the app update and the uh, platform update? Would say, so what's your opinion there? Yeah, that's a very good question. And yeah, let me give let me say something first. Um, so I was when I was getting deeper and deeper into the industrial IoT, I was really surprised at how adverse our companies on software updates. Um, speaking with key players, they, they they were saying, no, no, we make hardware and this is not never it's going to get updated. So it's even a Linux device that it's never going to. So we so and they were like. Um, uh, explaining like yeah our hardware it's not updated in 20 it's not going to be updated in 20 30 40 years like oh wow are you are you serious about that so are, so you're going to give the same value to your customers no from, from today till in 40 years in 2060 something um uh, are you sure this is the way we are working now uh, in 2020s um and actually, I remember as well another conversation with another com a solution provider that was mentioning, no, we are using a, a Linux operating system from 15 years ago, and we don't plan to update it in any of the connected machines that we have in the edge on industrial uh, shop mm -hmm. floors. Like, are you serious? So, you, so how companies that are that software update adverse or security um, first, et cetera, wants to have that type of operating system running on edge devices on their shop floor. Mm -hmm. How can no, IT people in it allows to do that? So I think, um, yeah, for security, um, what we yeah. see as a, as a pattern at Balena is that most of our customers do software updates for security concerns. And not only for the application running on devices, but as well for the host OS running on their mm -hmm. devices. So it's important as well that your operating system gets updated, gets the latest Linux patches for security or for whatever, because um, that's, that's uh, yeah, as well, it's important yeah. for your security and, and for the life cycle of, of your products and your applications. Agreed. I have um, a, an upcoming episode with um, someone called Boyd Multer. He used to be with the um, XNA team and did a lot of things and he's uh he's on the venture which is very interesting using formal methods to implement a new real-time os that would be mathematically proven and we have that conversation i will not spoil it today but it is coming up in a few weeks from now on the iot show but it's, it's very interesting because his perspective is that you know it's not just it, it's some often a matter of security but uh, you know, the, the actual state of how we are developing systems, especially when they are Linux-based, they are bigger, more functionality, more um, app updates and so on, is how do you demonstrate or mathematically prove that in any circumstances, in any context, the software will do what it's supposed to do? Like, how do you determine that? Are, how is it deterministic and how do you prove that and that's so that's for another conversation but yeah, that's exactly. something where you will figure out you have a need to change the software because 
there is a situation, a context, a set of parameters you had not planned for and not tested for. And now you're just like, okay, so that device is a break now because or is useless because it's not tuned for this context. And in hardware, we have something called calibration, right? That uh, you, when you have mechanics, yeah. physics, and so on involved, you need to calibrate your sensor, calibrate your mechanics, and so on, recalibrate when there is wear and tear um, in order for it to work in its optimal way. I would say software could be the same. You have to recalibrate the software based on the context, right? Yeah, and, and for example, we we are used to run Blena devices, for example, on places with unreliable networks mm -hmm. or even unreliable memory. Um, storage for example so sd cards are super unreliable wow. so how can you bring the best industrial grade uh, solution with this type of um yeah uh, uncertainties that you have every customer has its own requirements and its own uncertainties so yeah. how can you have something that works and, and exactly does exactly fail? so let me ask you that how so tell me about Valena io and how can you address this problem yeah, let, let me give a bit of context because Valena, it's um, it's twelve year old company right now, and, and it was created actually um, because at that moment um, it was really easy for web developers or DevOps to to fix something on on, on the data centers uh, where web pages were hosted, or where it was easy to just create a new feature on a website or fix a typo on on a website. So the founders of Belena were like, why cannot we cannot use the tools that web developers or DevOps or web are using for embedded devices? No, what's yeah. what's the difference? Why we That's cannot fair. use the same tools that they use? And mm -hmm. and that as well, if we enable these developers to use similar tools or almost the same tools, there will be more developers going from web to uh, IoT and embedded. So that was like um, kind of a strategy to do yep. that. So we start uh, at that moment, uh, the state of the art was Git and was containers. Mm -hmm. So we made a big bet saying, okay, we want to use container on embedded devices. And actually in 2013, Balena, that time called resin.io, yep. uh, was the first company who ran Docker containers on ARM devices, so on a Raspberry Pi. I remember that. And yep. that with, with that in mind, so Valena started to be a company that was basically um, enabling companies uh, to run um, operating systems um, for embedded devices with that only can run containers. We can talk late, later like a little bit more deeper on that. And the applications only can run on containers. Anything can run on the host OS for security reasons. Mm -hmm. And that facilitates basically the software updates and all the fleet management tools that, um, that are on the top of of this ecosystem. Yep. And, and that's interesting you're saying that because one of the things I noticed is that there's been in that endeavor to um, integrate OT and IT. You know, that's something we hear a lot about these days. There is, I've seen that blockage of the IT refusing to integrate OT for these security reasons or, or for the reason of like, hey, I will be the one managing you know, this software on this fleet of devices that I don't know anything about, I'm already ma already managing a fleet of servers and, and desktops, Macs, PCs, whatnot, and have tools for that. So now you're telling me I need to put another tool next to mine and, and use different technologies and learn something new. It's a big no, 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 no. And OT people are just like, 
well, that's the way it is, right? And so I see that trend of bringing technology from the mainstream development uh, and DevOps into this world of OT. Um, and, and OT is like kind of, oh, okay, we have to do it. And so I, I do see that trend where, where there is that recognition that um, OT needs to modernize and adopt technologies that you know, have been proven for decades now uh, to allow maintainers, IT pros to deploy and, and, and manage applications on, on machines. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I definitely hear that. Um, before you would jump into a demo, I also am seeing the trend for the adoption of Kubernetes. Kubernetes, like, which is about orchestrating containers, right? So Belena, uh, previously Raisin, has been here for longer, way longer. Um, how does it differ when to choose which? Like, do you have a little spill about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question that a lot of people um, ask. And basically, Kubernetes um, and Belena uh, solve similar problems, but on different layers, I would say. Um, so, for example, Kubernetes, it's um, it's pushing more towards, for example, data centers. Um, mm -hmm. And Balena, it's more focused on the edge devices and basically on, as well as specialized on unreliable networks and unreliable storage, as I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, Kubernetes, it's more focused on, uh, yeah, on services running, yeah, and, and, and as well don't care, for example, on, on building the applications. Um, so okay. this is something as well that, that, that we do. So we enable our customers to do continuous integration and continuous deployment of their applications. And it's Valena who builds these applications and deploy the images from these applications on the devices. And this is as well okay. something not done by Kubernetes. So I think we are on kind of different layers. Uh, we have both APIs to manage devices and manage um, software updates but we go from the operating system uh, to the application. And I think they are like a, a bit uh, above. So they yeah. they are able to run Linux containers, but they don't care about the operating system below that. Well, it needs that makes to be sense. Linux, I guess. That but, makes um, sense. And, and, and probably we could say that Kubernetes is more focused on, on data centers and et cetera. And, and we focus just on, on edge Got devices. It. Um, yeah, on sense. the other hand, we can say that uh, we are testing now an ex experiments with Belena. You can find it on GitHub, uh, Belena-IO Experimental, um, mm -hmm. where we are running Q3S on, on Belena. So you okay. can start experimenting this uh, no, light version maybe of Kubernetes uh, running yep. on Belena. I like that. I like, and, and you're you're perfectly right from what I've seen. Um, uh, Kubernetes, uh, K3S, uh, Azure Arc in the realm of Microsoft to to manage across clouds and across hybrid architectures, um, you know, and infrastructure with clusters and so on. They are yeah, Kubernetes is really about the the plumbing, the plumbing of managing of, of orchestrating these containers. And and I also know that it's a lot about the the redundancy uh you know on a cluster being able to distribute the software in a way that is uh yeah. stable i would say and redundant leveraging you know lower grade hardware to run more software and so on yeah belena more about the actual management of your ot infrastructure right is it fair to yeah. say that and, and actually i'm not a great buyer of this use case that um, yeah, let's distribute um, charge of of whatever on other devices on the network because we think that every device, 
every IoT device should be self-sustainable on 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 computational point of view. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be a use case for AI in the edge, etc. But we still don't see that like orchestration yeah. of um, of workloads. It's something mm-hmm. really relevant I, on, on the that, I know that me as an embedded guy, each time I see a demo about queries that say, well, when your software crashes, uh, then you know there is a redundancy there. It's like you just, um, wait a second. So you mean that your software is crashing? <laughs> I don't want that on my embedded <laughs> device, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, yeah. and it's not that easy, right? I mean, when, when you need to scale, yeah, when you need to scale uh, servers, it's, it's not that easy, right? It first it crash and then start uh, scaling. Yeah, so you have an entropy. Magic. You have an entropy where it it becomes hard to test all scenarios. Where hey, I'm gonna have that module and that one, and well, we're diverting anyway. So now, Mark, I would like for you to give us a little demo of Balena. We talked enough. People want to see it in action. Do you have a couple of you know things you want to show us about Balena to get started and for people to understand better? Before that, I, I just because I didn't answer your questions properly. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Let me explain what is Balena. Uh, just yes. really quick. Uh, just so Belen is basically a secure contain, container-based stack. Mm-hmm. So we start from the operating system, which is an open-source Linux operating system based on Yocto. Um, as I mentioned before, we go down to the uh, operating system because we want to enable our customers to don't focus on the operating system development and maintenance. So, and and we also want to do the operating system because yeah, when you make products or hardware. It's not, um, yeah, if you do it for a lot of time, you will not have the same hardware or the same peripherals connected to that hardware. Or even the Linux kernel is gonna change security issues, et cetera. So you are gonna have in your life cycle, different hardware, different sensors connected to that hardware. And you don't want to take care of AI. I need to have different applications, different um, kernels. We have customers with different device types just, just using the same application and deploy this application on these different device types. So this is why we start focusing on the operating system first. So customers don't care about, or kind of don't care on the hardware that they use because we help them with the operating system to, to run the same application and build the same application independently on the device type that they use. We currently support more than 100 device types different. Okay. Uh, so from ARM devices to AMD or x86 devices, right? And on the other hand, uh, on the top of the operating system, as I mentioned before, we only allow to run containers. So your application must be done on, on Docker containers. Anything that, that works on Belena, anything that I'm going to show you today, it's going to be compatible with your Linux operating system with Docker, around the, uh, uh, Docker container, Docker engine running on your Linux uh, device. So mm-hmm. everything works. Um, then this um, Linux, uh, sorry, this container engine, it's based on Mobi Docker, Mobi project from Docker. Um, and basically it's an open source, we open source uh, most of it. Mm-hmm. And finally, on the top of the, um, on the top of the container engine, what we have, it's a management tool for devices. Uh, we have a premium, so everything is open source at the moment. And we have a premium tool, which is called Balena Cloud, which is the only premium tool that we have. Or you can go a full stack open source uh, device management tool using Open Balena, okay? That you can find as well. So um, and basically these tools are um, are tools to manage devices, run diagnostics, uh, do SSH to your devices, um, 
just see what's going on with them, check the logs, et cetera, et cetera. Like that. So we, we are discussing very often about how hard it is to do embedded development and uh, embedded Linux slash Yocto is no exception. It's not easy to adapt you know, an embedded Linux kernel to a new hardware, especially if you have custom hardware. Uh, so having the support of of Berlin, if I understand things correctly, allows you to abstract that complexity if you're a company focused on what's the value add, right? Is it in me becoming an embedded developer? Or is it in me it's you know, developing, it's developing the operating IT. system running on my devices? No, it's probably yeah. it's not, right? That makes sense. So now we are talking with companies that yeah are struggling on not only the, the reliability of their application that brings mm -hmm. the added value, but as well on the operating system running below that. So yeah, yeah. so this is why we decided to go towards no, the, the operating system level. We have to say as well that Balena it's only compatible with single board computers. That okay. means uh, you need at least one gigabyte of um, RAM and four mm -hmm. gigabytes of memory. So it's not yeah. compatible with microcontrollers. This is something that we okay. didn't mention before. That's fair. But, that, but so, that's fair. That's fair. We're, we're talking about a category of devices that are higher up. But um, okay, let's, so I, I, let's I brought here some devices. So we work from Raspberry Pis okay. to Nvidia Jetsons to mm -hmm. yeah x86 devices that you totally. can find yeah, anywhere. Things that, that are more and more common. When you, I do see architectures in terms of hardware that are more and more distributed for systems, right? Where you have the microprocessors. They're focused uh, a microcontroller. Sorry, they're they're focused on that one task or of of collecting data from sensors or actuators and controlling that in a safe way with some level of intelligence. But then you have a bigger device, a gateway, uh, or an on-premise server that that is more loaded with this kind of technologies and can do more. Um, Indeed, so yeah, yeah. So, Mark, really, we need to get into that demo. It's important. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm sharing my screen if you want. Yeah. Um, so this is Balena Cloud interface. So for example, here I have an industrial, what I call the Ming stack that basically runs uh, MQTT, InfluxDB, NodeRed, and Grafana. So for example, if you want to add a new device or multiple devices, yeah, sorry that it's only two devices. So you just need to download an op the operating system. Mm -hmm. You get the operating system. For example, you want to say it's production or development. You just add your Wi-Fi credentials and you just flash um, this operating system on your hardware. In this case, it must be a, an x86 device. And actually, we have this Valena Etcher tool, which is one of our famous software that we have at, at Valena, used by millions of people, that will help you to flash an, an, a USB card, a USB drive, sorry, to flash your x86 device. And actually, what you can get when you get into a device is you can get the logs of all the services running. In this case, yeah, this, this device is running four services, you can access by terminal to the host OS or to any of the service by SSH. You can access to yeah to the to the local IP address. You can see what version are you running, etc. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, here I have a Raspberry Pi 4, which is running um, a camera, a Bolena Cam, what I call. So, for example, if I if I get into the port 80 of of the um, local IP address, uh, and if it works, so you can see here a second camera. Nice. Of, of myself meanwhile I'm speaking. And and just last thing, um, it's uh, we have Balena Hub, which is an IoT marketplace application for Balena um, devices. And basically the goal here is yeah, to enable anyone to just create um, applications and just clicking deploy this uh, application, which must be open source and it's on GitHub. 
just get deployed on a fleet on Belena Cloud, and, and then you can start adding devices just getting the operating system image. Nice. Well, that's interesting because you are basically offering an app platform for embedded for the edge, where it's not just about running your own piece of software, it's eventually integrating with other offers uh, in a more modular way, uh, and then eventually benefiting from the fact that someone has updated their MQTT broker or their you know, Modbus stack or whatnot, and then you can just benefit from the latest updates. One more reason to push updates because you get new functionalities, bug fixes, security patches. And at the end of the day, you know, this edge is no different than what we use. It's becoming more and more powerful. We're talking more and more about bringing AI to the edge that requires mm -hmm. more powerful hardware. And this hardware is looking more like a server or a PC than ever, right? And so yeah. why not managing it the same way at the end of the day? In a more safe and secure way at the end of the day. I remember speaking with a solutions provider for, for industrial IoT and asking and telling me, hey, um, we need to change the version of the MQT broker here. Can you upgrade it? Yeah, and, and let's schedule a call tomorrow. And I was, no, no, wait, wait. Just, and two minutes later, no, we had the version that he required. And he was like, what? What did you do here? How did you achieve that? <laughs> like, come on. It's so magic. If you, it's magic. <laughs> if you would be able to, <laughs> to have software updates on your fleet of devices, is this is, uh, no, this is easy. Yeah. So this is this is critical. This is important. Um, this is to be done though in a controlled manner because we're talking about devices that are potentially exposed. So you need to secure all that. I love the idea of containers. It containerized like you. You basically have this notion of of having a sandbox for each of your apps, uh, and then they can communicate. Is Belena taking care of the security aspects, safety aspects? You know, like is there a signing for the containers? Uh, how do you put that in the marketplace? How do you guarantee that this piece of software, this container, which is a binary deployed on my device, is the one that I'm expecting to be there? Is there some hash? Is there some encryption? What is what's behind all of that? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Yeah, we are taking security very serious because yeah, it's it's important for us off. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah, for every customer, right? But yeah, we are, we have some customers that yeah ask a lot of questions about that. First thing is that Belena OS. It's yeah, you can run secure boot and full disk encryption for that because yeah, security must to start yeah from from hardware to upper layers. Um, so yeah, this is this is uh, this is an important thing. Second, it's yeah when when you release um, when you deploy a new release on the on the, um, the on the devices that that belong to your fleet. Yeah, we check that the images downloaded are, are properly downloaded and is the software that ha has been built in Belena Cloud Builders. And um, and yeah, but, but from there we don't we don't do um, much more. I mean, it's then the application that our customers use. It's it's what it's needed. We require some ports open uh, on, in the firewalls in case that you are in, in an industry and on industries that they cannot um, uh, allow us to open allow us or allow our customers to open those ports. They do it during maintenance windows, or mm -hmm. they can run as well Belena Cloud on premise. So we have another product called Belena Machine. Which is basically what I show you, but that can run on premise. So we have customers, yeah. for example, in China, where this doesn't work, that they have a Belena machine there physically in the edge, and it's like having Belena Cloud, and they locally connect to this Belena machine there and, and can, um, yeah, can provision the devices uh, from the factory.
Yeah, so I th this definitely is a scenario we're hearing a lot about uh, in industrial automation when you have an, a, a layered network, um, you know, eyes on into five, uh, and you need to you need to basically you know protect each layer from from one another. And so yeah, deploying updates in this infrastructure is not easy, uh, and you need at some point to be able to have this distribution of the updates and so on. And but yeah, definitely a tough problem. But Belena seems to be addressing a lot of. The use cases and uh, you know open source versus building a cloud with an offer for uh, support there. I love that, uh, and that's that's a that's a good structure. It's like, hey, if I'm comfortable enough to go with the all the open source stack, I guess you guys are here to help them, you know, get started and get moving. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if they want to not have or don't have the skill sets, they can benefit from an actual you know device update as a platform uh, service. Yeah, and it's interesting because we see more and more companies going from Open Belena to Belena Cloud because yeah, they, they want to have you know, someone who takes. At the end, it's yeah, there is a, a business model, right? That it mm -hmm. so there is a limit where running your own service makes sense, but when you reach a specific limit, now you need more and more people to take care of that. It's easier to go to a third-party company yeah. to manage that. Embedded is but, hard. <laughs> IoT is hard. You know, it's it's, it's really it, hard, but yeah, we are getting there. We we are reducing the well, friction. There was a time. There was a time where it was common for anyone to do their own, you know, car check-in, oil change, and so on, because it was not that hard. But the cars became so hard and complex that you know you actually are relying on a professional to do it for you. Uh, and Indeed, you yeah. want to go with a professional that is the most trustworthy and that will do that, uh, you know, for the less money for you, and or that will support you in. Adding the value, using your car rather than spending your time under the hood trying to fix it, basically. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mark, thanks a lot for your time today. Uh, nice introduction. We'll add some links down there in the description, uh, and uh, people can find you the IoT Coffee Talk and and other community events because you're very much community driven, uh, and uh, people can follow you and so on. So I really appreciate your yeah, time absolutely. today, Mark. Thank you very much for the invitation. See you next time. Bye. See you. Bye.